Hey, this is Watercolor Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy. Thanks so much for joining me today, for listening. Um, I do want to start off by apologizing for this taking so long for me to do a new episode. I promise I am going to get better at this. Um, actually, the past three weeks or so, maybe four, I had a lot of family come from out of province. So it's been kind of hectic, but just amazing. Some people I haven't seen in a while, so... It's been so great, uh, but now back to it, back to work, back to, you know, everything and just being tired all the time. <laughs> so uh, before I get started on this case, also, I just wanted to mention um, if there was any interest in doing maybe some like, I don't want to say daily, maybe like a weekly true crime random update, uh, maybe add one of my friends on or something just so we can talk about some recent news uh, I'm sure a lot of you, if you're hardcore into true crime, have seen some of the Delphi updates from the defense attorneys. So I've been talking about that every day, all day with my bestie. And uh, I don't know if you guys would be interested in something like that as well on the side. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, I've got asked for some of those before, like some of the big cases that are coming up now, Delphi, Idaho and all those ones. But you know, when I do a case, I'd like it to be, since we already have the guy in custody and, you know, there's an upcoming trial, I don't want to start anything before a trial is finished. So that's why I'm kind of waiting on those big ones. So anyways, I don't want to fill this one talking about other cases. This case is very important. It's very recent. There's definitely no reason why we have no answers in this one. Like, you know, we're in the year of 2023 with technology and just awareness. People are aware now. People are more accountable for things. There's no reason why we should have a person that's been missing for a couple years. Like, this shouldn't be happening now, right? Anyway, so let's get right into it. Um, on March 8th, 2021, around 2.30 a.m. on a 47-foot catamaran called the Serene Song, Anchored in a uh, in the bay on the west coast of St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands, a man named Ryan Bain left in a dinghy headed to the mainland police station to report his 41-year-old girlfriend, Sharm Heslop, missing. At the time, the police weren't really thinking anything felonious may have happened, which, I'm sorry, but that's kind of your job, right? You... You think the worst. <laughs> you think the worst, rule out the worst, and then you go forward, right? But anyway. Um, so they didn't investigate anything. Instead, um, they are just like, oh, maybe she just left or if she fell overboard, whatever, you know. They told Ryan, just leave, go contact the Coast Guard for help, which that's also frustrating because if it was like a man overboard situation, the police, you're telling me they wouldn't even get involved here or think it's an emergency or like help in any way. Anyway, it's so irritating. So it was nine hours later before Ryan would call the Coast Guard. So it was around 1145, like lunchtime. So when given grief about how long it took him to call, like what the fuck took so long? He said he thought the police would contact the Coast Guard for him. And this is the frustrating part, because I wish that that phone call to the Coast Guard was recorded. 
apparently there's no record of it, no nothing. Like, there's no, well, there's a record of it, I guess, but it just wasn't recorded. Because I'd really like to know what was said. Um, here's my giant elephant-sized problem with all this. I don't know about you guys, but, like, if my husband went MIA, presumably in the fucking ocean, <laughs> maybe even drowning... I'd be frantic, like I'd be searching crazy, like screaming. I would be making sure 100% that every single person on that fucking island will be out there doing the absolute most. Just doing the most. I'd have that water lit up brighter than the United States on the 4th of July. Like, I would be going crazy from the moment I noticed he ain't in bed where is he? Like, this to me is just so bonkers. So anyways, he notices her missing 2.30 in the morning. Tells police they don't do anything. Tell him to call Coast Guard. He waits nine hours till lunchtime to do anything. To call Coast Guard for anything. Like, what do you, what do, you do? Would you go, go to bed? Go take a nap? Like, I don't know, man. If... If I go to the police and if I did think that they had said that they would contact Coast Guard, if I didn't see the Coast Guard the minute I got back to that fucking boat, I'd be calling them right away like, hello, where are you? I physically want to see you in front of my face so I know you are searching. Like, this is to me is insane. It, It's frustrating <laughs> that, like, what is he doing? Just hanging out, chilling? So anyways, the unfortunate and heartbreaking part of all of this is it's been over two years and there has still been no trace of her ever discovered. So who is Sarm? Let's get a bit into that first. She was born December 19th, 1979 in Southampton, England to Peter Heslop and Brenda Street. She previously worked as a flight attendant uh, her family and friends say she was just fun, adventurous, caring, and just like an overall amazing person. I'll post some pictures and like in everyone, she's just like goofy and smiling and she just looks like she's always having the best time. Like you just want to be this girl's friend. Uh, sometime in 2020, she was invited on a random trip to sail around the Atlantic Ocean, being the badass, spontaneous person she was. She's like, yeah set sail for a new adventure and she was off <laughs> like just amazing right like you want like who wouldn't want to be that kind of person right so it was during this time that she met a man named ryan bain on a dating app on tinder uh it wasn't too long before then she decided to try another big adventure she quit her job she joined ryan to live and work on his boat doing private charters like i said he had that catamaran her friends and family heard from her often. She would text and call them. She seemed very happy. She would send them pictures. There's a lot of pictures out of them and just her having like the best time. Nothing ever seemed to concern them. They had no worries about anything. Nothing seemed off. So now let's get into her last known whereabouts and the suspicion around the whole disappearance because unfortunately, like so many other cases like this, there are so many more questions than there are answers. And it's just awful. Again, we're in, we're in 
you know, well, we're in 2023 right now. That's 21. I mean, it's not far long ago, but there's no reason for this kind of stuff, guys. Like, it's it's just insane now. But on March 7th, the couple went to shore to have dinner. Uh, the catamaran, like I said, was anchored. It was about 200 feet from shore, so they used that little dinghy to get to the shore. Uh, the last person to see her was her boyfriend, Ryan Bain, which, according to him... They went back after dinner. She went, she was asleep by 10 o'clock, he said, back on the boat. Now, again, this is according to him, if you'd like to believe his version of events. We have no evidence of this, no nothing. We have a video of them leaving, but that's about it. There's no actual concrete evidence that she actually made it back to that boat. So, like I said in previous cases... I'm not going to say right out that I think someone is responsible or whatever because <laughs> there's no actual conviction or, you know, in this case, actually like the last case as well, there's not even a real investigation. But in this case, I will say there is obviously some neglect and there should be accountability put on a certain specific individual uh, I, I mean, I think it's going to be obvious <laughs> what I'm talking about, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to give you what I have here. Like I said, there's not a lot about it, but that's the thing is make up your own mind. You know, like I said, no one has been charged or anything in this one. So there was footage of the couple leaving, which I said, did kind of bring up more questions for the family, though, because they were shown the footage. But apparently, in one of their interviews, they said that they weren't shown the entirety of the image, of the video. That they just showed them a little bit and then stopped it. So we don't know why. They won't show them the full thing. So the family has been putting out that they want the video to be released to the public. That hasn't happened yet. Also, apparently a waitress had said that she had saw her in a black dress. But on the video, I think it was the mom who said she was actually wearing like a flowered shirt and a pair of shorts. Again, nighttime, evening, people could be mistaken for other people. You don't really know who exactly you're looking for. She could have mixed them up. Things can happen, right? Mistaken identity. Uh, not really remembering whatever. So, also, you know, if there's CTV footage, CCTV footage of them leaving, there should be some of them arriving, right? So we should be able to kind of collaborate that with the outfits and everything else. But anyways, again, it wasn't fully investigated. And we don't know, we don't know everything because they haven't said a whole lot. But I don't think they have a whole lot. <laughs> so now we go to her final moments. So... Like I said, we see them leaving in the dinghy. Uh, there were other boats anchored in the area at the time. One particular was only about 30 feet away from that boat, the catamaran. He was there the whole night. He said everything was quiet and silent. He had never heard a thing. He never heard screaming. He never heard fighting. He never heard anything. More concerning to me, he didn't hear anything like no crying for help. No desperation trying to find her. He didn't, he didn't hear a thing. Like, you tell me you wake up 
at 2.30 in the morning, roll over or whatever. She's gone. You get up. Her phone, her purse, everything is there on the boat. Everything. And you can't find her. Like, my example, if I woke up again, my husband, possibly gone overboard, my screams would have woken up the entire population of the Virgin Islands. Like, I would be losing it. I'd be screaming, like... The, everyone around me would know what's going on and be out with their lights because I'd be losing it. So, like, this guy didn't hear anything. Didn't see anything. Didn't, like, even the next day. So he goes to the police at 2.30 in the morning. Doesn't call anyone for nine hours. That entire nine hours, people around him on the other boats are like, no, we didn't see him looking. He wasn't out there. He wasn't doing anything. He didn't come ask us if we had seen her. He he didn't do a fucking thing. So that entire nine hours, what do you think he was doing? We have no idea, but we can tell you what he wasn't doing, and that was looking for Sarm. Oh, actually, sorry, we do know one thing he did. Apparently, he got a lawyer. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, get a lawyer. It is important. Whatever. You don't want to say the wrong thing or the, you know, there's... You got to be careful, right? You you do have to protect yourself. But really, she's missing and you're concerned about your legal actions. Not where is she? Not why isn't anyone looking for her? No one has come to speak to you. And like, you know, if she went missing from your boat, she shouldn't be too far off from the boat. So it's so frustrating. <laughs> um... When police finally do show up, they show up with Coast Guard, like I said, at around like 12, 12 now at this point. Um, all her belongings are left on board when they, so he, he allowed the Coast Guard on board. So they saw some of her stuff or whatever. He spoke to them. He would not allow the police to get on the boat and search. So like, if you ain't got nothing to hide, <laughs> Why does it matter if the police come on and look around your boat and try to get some clues as to where she is? At this point, according to him, right, who knows? He supposedly he knows, doesn't know where she is, right? Like, did she leave? Did she drown? Wouldn't you be like, maybe these officers can come on here and find out maybe she is alive. Maybe she did take off. Maybe there's evidence. Come on here, dig through her phone, dig through all her things. There's nothing. P.S. I did read somewhere that her family and everyone still don't have any of her possessions. Like, they never ever retrieved her phone, her iPad, nothing. Just a side note in there. But, so, I, I don't know. It's just so frustrating. They, he also declined an interview with the police. His lawyer gave them, like, some kind of statement. Oh, he's so upset and he had nothing to do with it. And, but then he refused to go talk to the police. So to this day, two years later, the boat has never been searched. He hasn't said a peep. He hasn't said anything about anything. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's not much to this case. It is going to be a really short episode, guys. I apologize. But God damn it. How frustrating. Like, how many more signs do you need to be pointing, though, at you? Like, at least fucking pretend to care. You didn't even go search. You didn't look for her. You didn't do any. Oh, thank you so much for telling the police at 2.30 in the morning. But then you won't actually give them an interview. You won't let them search your boat. Look through her things. But yeah, thanks for at least reporting it. 
but then waiting nine hours to try and get someone search and rescue to come and take a look around in case she did fall over. But anyway, so where could she be? Well, they were in the ocean. So I think the most obvious conclusion, which is very heartbreaking, is she probably is in the ocean, right? Like, her family, her friends know 100% she didn't just take off because she's so close to them. Like I said, she talks to them all the time. She was texting her friends all that day. Like, she wouldn't have just left. And why would you just leave? If you're just going to leave... You're an adventurous person, but you would have took your stuff with you and just left. She was okay with that. She was okay with just going off and doing something. Not uprooting her and being secretive and like hiding out and losing contact with everyone though. You know, so um, actually this this part's like heart-wrenching. Her lovely parents, they release a statement saying they like to believe that she is now a mermaid because she loved the ocean so much. Like, those poor, sweet parents. It's so awful. And this guy is giving them no, just nothing. He's, like, not even, he won't even talk to them. Like, he won't even be like, hey, this is what happened. Like, nothing. Just done. Like, it's so sad. So, it's just so unfortunate. So as for Ryan Bain, unknowingly, to Sarm and her family, when she agreed to go with him, she didn't know that he had a violent history. So this is the tough thing, you know, in the dating world. Um, You don't know. I mean, it's like it in everything. You really don't know who anyone is. But in this case, I mean, it's a guy she met on a trip halfway around the world And she thought he was great, but she didn't know anything about his history, his life beforehand. You know, we talked about her and her family and just what a lovely, lovely person she is. So now let's talk about the real Ryan here, shall we? So he was previously married to a woman. I'm not going to name her name, even though she is publicly out there. So, I mean, if you really are intrigued, you can go look it up. She did come public with her story. Um, she was actually on a Dateline episode. Uh, she also had did some articles and stuff. So, if you are intrigued, I mean, you can go look it up. But, like she said, everything was great in the beginning. You know, that's typically what happens. But then they got married. And legit, on their honeymoon... He pushed her so hard she fell to the floor. So they immediately left their honeymoon and went home. They didn't even finish their honeymoon. And he's already being a piece of shit on the honeymoon. Not long after, uh, I don't know how far into the marriage. They they weren't married long, so it wasn't too far. They had a screaming argument one night driving home. He was being ridiculous. When they arrived... She got out of the car and he just attacked her. He started beating her. He tried to strangle her. She said she looked into his eyes and just saw black and she thought for sure he was going to kill her. Like, imagine the horror. Your new husband, you thought this was going to be great. He's well-traveled and whatever, all these things and just like a nightmare. So she got away from him. Thank God. She called police and he was arrested. He pled guilty to assault. They quickly divorced after this, obviously, but well, not obvious. Some people don't. Some people go back, right? But 
just crazy. You know, he almost killed her. She got away. And you're like, if only there was a way that this could have been more out there. Like, I don't know. (laughs) You almost need like a warning label to date, you know, like warning this person. This is their whole background. Do you almost think that dating apps at this point would do like some kind of background check? They don't do anything though, right? They don't do a thing. So, I mean, like I said, you can decide what you want to think. He does have a violent past. He has zero cares about what happened to her that night. He won't talk to anyone. He's still just out there chilling on his boat. Actually, the boat went up for sale, apparently, without the name on it, though. But people knew that that was the boat. I don't think anyone's bought it yet. I'm not sure if it's still for sale. I really hope that someone does buy it and they let the police do a search on it. Although, this is my problem with that. So I watched something where the police were like, oh, we're hopeful that like there's still something missed. You never know. There could still be some kind of evidence on that boat even two years later. She may not have even made it back to the boat. Like they were out in that dinghy. They could have had some kind of argument from there going back to the boat. And he may have never taken her back on that boat. He might have just gotten rid of her then. We do, Like we don't know. And there are spots there in the ocean um, that go so deep. Like, you go out a little bit, not even that far. And, I mean, one of the guys, one of the one of the boat, like, the guys who had a boat there was like, you could put something down there and it's gone. Like, you would never find it. It's so deep. You know? Like, ugh, it's so frustrating. So, no one is, uh, no one has been arrested No one has been named officially a suspect. Ryan has been named a person of interest uh, publicly. But like I said, you're proven innocent until proven guilty. You're sorry, you're innocent until proven guilty. I mean, this is difficult though, right? Like she was such a sweet, sweet person. Like if you don't want to be with someone, just don't fucking be with them. Pretty sure you could have just been like, hey, listen, this ain't working. Get off my boat. (laughs) and she would have just been her wonderful spontaneous adventure self and just went on to the next like island or went on somewhere and lived her life you know you don't I don't know it's so frustrating so I'm not pointing fingers of guilt I'm just giving you some of the facts you can think what you want draw your own conclusions (sighs) I mean I'm sure there's more on this case I Not really, because like I said, there wasn't much done, right? We're just waiting on more searches to be done. Um, The family is trying to get the UK uh, police force and stuff to take over the case. That's difficult when you have different countries and all this stuff, different jurisdictions. Like, there's so much things involved with this. Um, I just want something to be done. This poor family, they deserve something. Like they said, like they don't, they believe that, something had happened to her they don't think she's still around like I said she wouldn't just get up and go like where are you gonna go you're out in the water you know like um so yeah I I really hope something gets done here (sighs) god (laughs) it's just it's awful that you see you see so much and you're like it's right in front of you 
but nothing is being done or can be done. Like, I don't understand why there was no search warrant. I don't know how they think that there is no grounds for a search warrant for that fucking boat the moment he said she's missing. Like, the minute you say that she is missing, that is grounds for me to go search because you're telling me that someone is missing. That is my job to go and search for her. But anyway, like I said, uh, please visit findcharm.com. There's a lot of information on there, a lot of updates. Like I said, her family's wonderful. They're always doing, like, as much as they can. Um, going on TV, on just anyone who will listen to the story to try and get some kind of justice. But, you know, it's tough. It, it really is. Um, I hope so much that there will be a resolution soon. You know, there sh shouldn't be any reason that we don't have anything in this day and age. Why there's no, no resolution on this two years later. All right. So... I know it's short. I will try to get another one done real soon. I just, I saw this the other day and I just had to put something out about it because it's awful. And yeah. So thank you so much for listening. I love you all. This has been the coolest experience. And just seeing all the listeners from like all over the world is the coolest thing in the entire world. You guys are wonderful. I love you. Please... Send me emails, whatakillerpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and Instagram group, whatakillerpodcast. Um, message me on there. Engage. I would love to have um, some discussions and stuff on there about things. I will post some pictures and stuff of Charm because she is just beautiful and just full of life in these pictures. Like, you just want to be where she is like you want to go and hang out with her she just looked like she was a blast to hang out with um you can also follow me on twitter what a killer pod i still haven't remembered my password and stuff for it so i keep forgetting about it i will eventually and then i can engage on there a bit more i've just never been a twitter person <laughs> all right uh thank you so much please follow like all those great things. Tell a friend. <laughs> uh, again, apologize for the delay and this short episode. But I will make it up to y'all. I swear. Alright. Thank you so much. Bye.